When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Late Show Poncho with Stephen Colbert. Ladies and gentlemen, you are here for a very special night. Very special night here in the Ed Sullivan Theater. Can't wait. Very I just cannot treat. wait, John. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, you know my first guest tonight because he's Paul McCartney. We've got to take a commercial break. Uh, we'll be right back. <laughs> uh, welcome back to the Ed Sullivan Theater. Thank you. Great um, to be back. I mean, uh, the first question, obviously, is where did you guys perform <laughs> the first time you were here? Was it, was it up there? I always guessed that it was right up there, right above the proscenium over there. Is that where it was? I don't know. <laughs> Well, if you don't know, then nobody knows. Nobody knows. Wow. It's changed so much. Yeah, it has. What did, what did, do you remember what it looked like back then? I, that was kind of the same. That was similar. Um, oh, man, it's so long ago, and, <laughs> and we were so nervous, you know. Were you really? Yeah. It doesn't show too much. When I look at it now, I think we don't look nervous at all. You look pretty happy. Yeah, but we were nervous. I got to ask you a personal question as a professional. On behalf of anybody who's ever tried to write anything, um, how, how do you do it? How do you, how do you, do you ever look back at your own catalog and say, how did I do that? Well, actually, I do. That is true. Because when I do them in the shows, I, uh, I, I'm singing like Eleanor Rigby or something. I'm thinking, whoever wrote this was pretty good. <laughs> you know, it's... Well, sure, sure. Uh, yeah. But where do, you, where do you think it, it comes from? Where do you think, you know, people talk about a muse or someone who's sort of touched by grace. Where do you, where, why do some people become Paul McCartney and other people become Stephen Colbert? Um, seriously? Seriously. Uh, you know what? My dad was very musical and I used to listen to a lot of what he did. So a lot of music went in. You know, and I listen to records and watching films and stuff. So I always think of it like my computer got loaded with a lot of data from all the songs I heard, all the old songs. And so when I finally came to write, I kind of printed it all out. You know, and so I think there was a lot of information in my brain. So you had a lot of reference up here. A lot, here of, a to lot make of stuff there, yeah. And uh, my family was very musical. We would have. Uh, 
musical evenings and all the, all the old ladies, all the old aunties will be singing all the songs and getting gradually more and more drunk. <laughs> so, you know... That's a good crowd, actually. Great. And my dad was the pianist for that. So, uh, you know, it was all the old songs. And then eventually he got arthritis, so I became the pianist for that. Okay, okay. So, you know, Chicago, Chicago. <laughs> when the red, red rubber comes pop, pop, pop along. So I know all that stuff. So I think <laughs> when I finally came to write, I think I had a lot of clues as to how to write. And Plus, I'm a genius. <laughs> Buried the lead. <laughs> that's, called, that's, that's called burying the lead. So all your, you're recommending young people, just be a genius. You'll well, be fine. Yeah, yeah, why not? What was that first tour like in the United States in, in 1964? Like... Pretty cool. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, it was, it was magical, because, as I say, we loved American music, still do. Mm -hmm. And everything we were singing, except the stuff we wrote ourselves, was American. So to come to America for the first time, come to New York as kids who had kind of made it over in England, so we were cocky little gits. <laughs> uh, you know, so we, we felt like, hey, this is cool. Get the cigarettes out. Um, <laughs> so it was magical. It really was. It was like everything we'd expected and more. And we were on the radio. Oh, so, yeah, you know, that's we big were, time. Tuning in, yeah. yeah. Tuning into little stations on, on those trannies. And we'd be on the radio. <gasps> we were so excited. You did a lot of covers. Who, what was your favorite artist to cover? Who, what, what cover did you enjoy most doing? Um, <clears throat> I think Twist and Shout was, was a great cover. People forget that that was a cover of you. Yeah. 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 Be, people think we wrote that. Right. You know, we have to say, no, no, that was the Isley Brothers, you know. Um, yeah, we used to, I used to. I used to like doing Kansas City, Little Richard. What? A lot of people have covered. A lot of people have covered your music as well. I think. I think yesterday is the most covered song of all time, or the most recorded song of all time, oh, by by various artists. Mm. Do you have a favorite cover of a Beatles song? And keep in mind, there's a correct answer. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd heard that the the. Was recorded three thousand times or something. Yesterday, yeah. Yeah. So, I said to one of our guys, I said, "Well, get me the top ten. Just what you think are the best ten. So he did, and um, it was like Sinatra, Elvis, Ray Charles, Marvin Gaye. <laughs> I think I like Marvin's best." Uh huh. But, uh, you know, the funny thing about Sinatra, Marvin, and Elvis, they changed the words. In uh, the middle, I go, I said something wrong. Now I long for yesterday. Well, the, all of them said, I must have said something wrong. <laughs> but they're not owning up. <laughs> I must have said, I don't know. I, <laughs> search me. <laughs> That's like those apologies that are like, if anyone was offended. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Wow. I must have done something wrong. The correct answer what? is Stevie Wonder's We Can Work It Out. That is the best oh, okay. cover of Beatles song. Just yeah, in case you were wondering. Yeah, that's a good yeah, one. Yeah, we... we, we... <laughs>
We checked with the judges, and that's that, that's the original one. Now, um, are you ever stunned by the reach of your work? How many different cultures have embraced it? Because we had on. Do you know the the, the Korean pop band uh, BTS? Yeah. Okay, they're the, they're the biggest thing on the planet right now. So I've heard. And when we when we had them on, I, I asked them this question, Jim. You are the first group, as I said before, to earn three number one albums in less than a year since the Beatles. Do you guys have favorite Beatles songs? No. No, 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 What, what do you think it is about uh, your music that transcends uh, geographic and language barriers so that those seven guys would just jump up and start the na-na-na's? Easy lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Well, we have to take a little bit of a break, but don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with Paul McCartney. Enjoying this episode of The Late Show Pod Show? Then head to cohst.app slash late show or visit the link in the description to fill out our quick two-minute survey all about getting to know you. Children's author Paul McCartney, author of Hey Grand Dude. <laughs> now, um, I don't often uh, get in any way starstruck with a guest. People ask me, like, oh, a politician comes on, are you ever... No, I don't care. And, because uh, I kind of know what they do. Actors, I kind of know what they do. Authors, I kind of know what they do. But when I have a musician on, especially one that I admire, uh, I can get a little starstruck because I think that what uh, musicians do, you, John, the band, it's mysterious to me. There, there is some, there's some magic in it where you're able to reach inside of our hearts and our minds and our souls and you change something. Um, that's real magic. And, yeah, and I agree. You agree? Yeah. Um, uh, now I can't remember my question because <laughs> I am actually... I'm actually no, what no. it was was... No, no that, this, this is it. This is it. <laughs> I'm trying not to... Real so magic, you mean you magic. mean something? It's, it's it's in some ways it's a little bit difficult to talk to Paul McCartney because you're Paul McCartney, you know. Even though you're just a, a lovely guy, you know, you're just a guy, right? Um, you know, the thing is, um, I am still that little kid that grew up in Liverpool. Okay, I got really famous, but in here, I'm still that little kid. So um, I'm amazed at like the audience reaction and stuff, and because it's like. I still don't believe it, <laughs> you know. Um, and the way I think, just like when I'm at home, yes. I'm just slobbing out watching television, <laughs> like any, like anyone. So, um, so it's kind of 
him and me. Me is me that, that was always in this right. body and the body's just grown up. Sure, the guy um, behind the eyeballs. Yeah, uh, and then him is that famous guy. Wow. He's very famous. <laughs> I've heard, I've heard he's very famous. <laughs> so how, how, I guess the question is, how do you then, how do you deal with other people's, like, what sort of, like, the emotion and the importance they bring to you that you can't possibly know what, it, what you mean to other people? Because some things will mean very specific things to other people, and they see you through a particular song or something. For instance, to me, the first thing I think of is Band on the Run, okay, which has an enormous emotional resonance for me, because in 1974, it was the song of the summer. And in some ways, that summer was like the last happy summer for me because my father and two of my brothers died in September of 1974. So that song is emblematic of an entire innocent time for me. Mm. And, and I, I know that you really have nothing to do with what that emotionally means for me, mm. but what, what do you do knowing that lives inside of other people when they see you? How do, you, how do you deal with a fan who comes up? How do you deal with me right now telling you that? It's not easy, Stephen. I'm serious. Really I, can, not. I can imagine no. it's not easy. Because no. you can't be what people want you to be. No. I know. But, I mean, I was a fan of lots of people. So I kind of get it. Mm -hmm. um, I'm also very happy that songs that I just wrote originally just to make some money... Oh, that's, that's how people start. You start out, you know, you love what you do, but you, you're trying to pay the bills. Mm -hmm. um, but the fact that these songs then get into people's heads and they have this meaning, I mean, that's the, be that's the biggest bonus you can have. <laughs> it's true. Have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, he used to have a couple of bands, many of which were featured on your favorite lunchboxes, but now he is the author of Hey Grand Dude, Paul McCartney's here. Um, uh, I'd like to ask about that, 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 said that boy growing up in Liverpool. Um, if you don't mind, mind me asking, I know that your mother died when you were 14, mm. and I, I know that many people uh, ascribe a tragedy in an artist's youth to being an impetus for their sort of creative spirit, but a lot of people have tragedy and they don't become artists. Mm. In, in what way did your mother's death affect your work? What, if that had not happened, would yeah. you still have uh, been a musician or be, be the man you are? Well, I didn't think it had affected me um, musically. I just knew it was a tragedy I've, I've got a younger brother who's a year, year and a half younger than me. And to lose your mom at 14 is, you know, not easy. So um, 
it was just very difficult for a few years, just trying to come to terms with it. But then I found music and um, John, and John lost his mother too, uh, in tragic circumstances. So, At 17, I think. Yeah. yeah, so we had a kind of bond that we both knew about that, we knew that feeling. Uh, and I never thought it affected my music until years later. People were saying, well, that song yesterday, I'm going, yeah. So why she had to go, I don't know. She wouldn't say. They're saying, that's your mom. I said, well, maybe, I don't know. I mean, I certainly didn't mean it to be. Yeah. But it could be, you know, there's, those things can happen. But, um, yeah, no, I think, I think then it gave you the impetus to just um, go and have a good life. Mm -hmm. Which I know she would have wanted. Because you know it's precious. It can go away. Mm -hmm. Well, you, you, you mentioned your friend, John. Here's a, a beautiful picture of the two of you. Um, that's, re that's really a lovely picture of the, the two writers together. Do you, do you remember this moment? I do, yeah. It's, uh, and that's a very special picture for me, actually, because um, when the Beatles broke up, a lot of uh, the talk was that, like, I was the villain and that uh, John and I didn't really get on well. And there was a lot of down talk about it because you know, everyone was sad the Beatles had broken up. And I kind of bought into it. I, I thought... That you were the villain? Uh, a little bit, you know, because when you called it enough, you start thinking, well, maybe I, maybe I was, you know. Uh, so I, I had to do a lot of sort of wrangling with, was I, wasn't I? Did, did I know John? Were we friends and anything, you know? Knowing really we were, but, but there were so many rumors about it. And that photo, when I saw that, it's like, yes, we were friends. And it's a beautiful photo for me because it just, just reminds me of us working together and uh, how cool it was. Do you remember what song this was you were working on? No. <laughs> do you? What? <laughs> you probably do. I was, I was always imagining that this was you. I had always imagined, I've seen this before. And this could be totally off base, but in my mind I was imagining this was you talking about the long medley with him. Yeah, it could be. That's a very good guess. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it's part of the job. We gotta guess things like this. You gotta think I can also guess your way to the carnival. You know? um, aside from interviews, um, when you're asked about uh, John Lennon, how often do you think about John? How, how often does it come across Quite your often, mind? Quite often, yeah. Yeah? Quite often, yeah. I, I dream about him. Oh, really? Would you yeah. mind sharing one? No. Okay. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, the thing is, you know, when you've, when you've had a relationship like that for so long, it's such a deep relationship, um, you know, I love it when people revisit you in, the dream, in your dreams. So. I'm, I'm often, I often have band dreams, uh, and they're, they're, they're crazy, you know. So I'm often with John, and just talking about doing something, and I come to get my Hofner bass ready to play, and it's covered in sticky tape. <laughs> ah, you know, dreams. <laughs> sure, I know. So, you know, I'm, I'm picking all this stuff off, <laughs> trying to talk to him. Now, I had a lot of dreams about John, um, and they're, they're always good. Do you ever write songs in your dreams? Yeah. 
Uh, yesterday. What? Yesterday yeah. was written in a dream? Uh-huh. I didn't know that. Please, tell, tell me. Um, I woke up one morning and there was this tune in my head. And I, I, I was, uh, I happened to have a piano by my bed. It was a little uh, apartment. And uh, so, what's this? What is this? So I thought, it's just some old tune my dad must have played. Or I've just heard it yesterday, you know. <laughs> and so I went round to all my friends, to John first. What's this? What's, what's this tune? He go, I don't know. So I went to uh, George Martin, a producer. George, what's this? You know a lot of songs. What's this? He said, I don't know. So after about a couple of weeks, I decided it was mine. <laughs> <laughs> And no one came out of the woodwork. Not yet. <laughs> and no one came out of the woodwork. Well, that reminds me is that have you, you know, this movie Yesterday? Yeah. That, uh, that, uh, that, that just came out. Yeah. Um, uh, have you seen it? You know what? Um, yeah. People have been saying to us, we'll give you a screening. You know, I'm being said, I'm not sure we want to go to a screening. Uh, so Nancy and I said, we'll just go to the cinema. So we did last week, I think. You just walked into a movie theater? Whoa, crept in. <laughs> so for those, for those of you who may not know, it's, it's, it's about a world in which something vaguely magical happens, and there's only one man on the entire planet who knows the Beatles' catalog in his head. The Beatles never existed. And he's something of a failed musician, and he starts doing Beatles songs, and people go, what is that? And everyone falls in love with him, becomes the biggest thing in the world. What, what'd you think? Well, it was a pretty good plug for me. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Woo. You know, I'm, I'm sitting, we, we, we were in the back row of the cinema, we, we planned that much. Sure, sure. So we were in the back row and, you know, so the guy's sort of saying, this is Paul McCartney, greatest song. <laughs> <laughs> It was, uh, it was great. It was a good way to see it. We wanted to see it with people. Yeah. Rather than, like, a, yeah. a corporate screening. Sure. So we did. It was, I thought it was a nice movie. I did, too. What I liked about it was that um, I, I'm, it got me excited because even in a world when no one's ever heard of the Beatles, just the music itself mm. moves people. Mm. You know, it's sort of a, it's a message to a younger generation that this is not hype. Mm. Absent any publicity, this is beautiful music mm. that is often about love and the, the, the need to love other people. Sadly, we have to take another commercial break, but <laughs> if you stay there, he'll be right there when you come back. Don't go anywhere. Paul McCartney, everybody. <laughs> hey, everyone, it's David Duchovny. Do you ever feel like a failure? Trust me, I get it. Hell, I've spent my whole life almost feeling like a failure. It's appropriate, though, because on Fail Better, my new podcast with Lemonada Media, exploring the world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives is the whole point. Each week, I'll chat with artists, athletes, actors, and experts about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, I hope we can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. 
Fail Better is out on May 7th, wherever you get your podcasts. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, wherever you get your podcasts. We're here with the author of Hey Grand Dude and also noted musician Paul McCartney. <laughs> um, Paul, I understand that Jimi Hendrix covered Sgt. Pepper's mm. just a couple of days after it came out. Yeah. Um, that's ballsy. For one thing, that was very ballsy. Yeah. Well, did you know he was going to? Were you there for one thing? I was there. Yeah, it was at the Savile Theatre in London, and um, I was there. Clapton was there. Townsend was there. We like all come to see this new guitar god, and yeah, we'd released Sergeant Pepper on the Friday. Two days later, on the Sunday, he'd learned it, and he played it, and he he played it. He played a great version of it. But he had this uh, vibrator on, mm -hmm. you know, the Bigsby arm and the guitar. And it, the whammy bar? The whammy bar. Mm -hmm. Call it what you will. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and he's going, go! And we're going, whoa, great, great. But we knew, now he's out of tune. Because you're stretching the strings every you time. You stretch the strings, and in those days, that would send you out of tune. So it's his first number. So we're looking, what is he going to do? <laughs> so he starts looking for Eric Clapton in the audience. He says, is Eric out there, man? And Eric Clapton is the guitar god at that point. Clapton is god. Yeah. But Eric is there, but Eric's hiding. <laughs> He's... Yeah. Jimmy spots him. Hey, man, will you come up here and tune this thing for me? <laughs> wow. Those are some brass swingers right there. <laughs> Did Clapton go up and tune it? No. <laughs> um, oh, my God. Jimmy just had to do it and gone on with it. Um, I know you're, uh, you're, you're here partly uh, because of you have a new children's book. Uh, it's That's true. Paul McCartney, Hey, Grand Dude. <laughs> Uh, what, uh, what's it about, sir? This is about Grand Dude, <laughs> who is... Uh, this all started because um, one of my grandchildren... I have eight grandchildren, Stephen. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations. You have In a fact, there they are. You see that? And... By having this photo on the back of your phone, you just proved you're a grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but at least I don't try and go... <laughs> Some people do. Um, one, of, one of them, um, who shall remain nameless, Beckett, um, <laughs> he just one day said, hey, grand dude. He, start, he started calling me grand dude. So I said, well, that's a great idea. And so I, I wrote some stories 
And then uh, these people found out and uh, said, do, do you want to do a book? <laughs> well, as simple as that. Well, now that you're uh, refashioning yourself as the coolest grandfather out there, mm -hmm. um, hey, grand dude, uh, you're off to a, a, a beautiful start here with these illustrations and these stories. And uh, this is available now. But we, we just wanted yeah. to recommend a couple other titles that, okay. that, that you could write. Yeah. Okay. If this is successful, we got some other ideas for you. Oh, I'd, like okay. to, I'd like to pitch them to you right now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the first one is uh, Gran on the Run. <laughs> All you need is love and Lipitor. <laughs> Help. I've fallen and I can't get up. <laughs> Back in the AARP. <laughs> and finally, Obla D, Obla Delt Diaper. <laughs> these are free. Yeah. These are, you can take these. I will. The book is Hey Grand Dude. The Grand Dude is Paul McCartney, everybody. This has been The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert. We'll be back next week with all new episodes. If you're enjoying The Late Show Pod Show, leave us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Watch The Late Show with Stephen Colbert weeknights at 11.35, 10.35 Central on CBS and Paramount Plus. And for more exclusive Late Show content, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to The Late Show on YouTube. Hello, it is your partner, Big Boy. Interested in giving back to your community while making new connections in your neighborhood? Introducing Neighbor to Neighbor, a California volunteers network that empowers you to take action, contribute to local needs, and be a part of something bigger than yourself. Visit caneighbors.com to learn more about how you can get to know your neighbor and strengthen your community. Neighbor to neighbor, it takes a neighborhood. Hello.